0: Todd Feinberg Show, listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
1: Hey, it's WTIC. We're talking about Alan Weisselberg, was the CFO of the Trump Organization since 1973. Now doesn't hold that title, but apparently still does the job. We've got um, Armand in Avon. Hi, Armand. Hey, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. Before I get
2: to Weisselberg, I'd like to make a couple of comments to the reality therapist, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, we've got uh, 90 seconds. Go ahead.
2: Okay, so first I'd like to say he needs to get out of the classroom, go watch the movie Wolf on Wall Street, or read Michael Lewis's book Liar's Pokers. That's Mm -hmm. reality. He needs to get out of the classroom, and if he thinks Trump is the worst person in the world, measure a man by the children he raises, Look at his children, and you'll give him, you'll get a great indication of the quality of the man. So now let's get to Weiselberg. Um, yeah, he's dirty, but I think he's dirty of his own accord. And I think Donald Trump, uh, yeah, Donald Trump knows how to use the law and tax law to his advantage, mm-hmm. but he's not stupid, and he probably hires the best possible accountants in the world. So I think he knows how to cook the books, but I think he knows how to do it legally. Legally.
1: That's I, yeah. That's interesting. All right, I well thank he, you for that, Armand.
2: No, yeah, tell the reality whatever he is to, to get out of the classroom, okay?
1: A reality therapist. Well, I don't know um Yeah, I don't It's not a term I've heard before. That's why I was curious about it. It's kind of fascinating. 8605229842 rant line number 8607514698. There is much to talk about. Looking for your opinion. Join in the conversation.
0: It's the Todd Feinberg Show. Live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. You want to play
1: that? Get it ready. Uh, Let me talk to Paul.
3: Paul's calling from Waterbury. Hey, Paul. Yeah, hi, Todd. Uh, Now, concerning the alleged Reality therapist? Uh, did he? He possibly graduated from the Acme School of Psychotherapy and small refrigerator repair. He sounded like a longshoreman, Todd. Frankly, well,
1: he's got a scratchy voice. That can happen to anyone, probably.
3: He does not sound like he has the intelligence to be a therapist. I have to say one thing: I studied reality therapy at Boston University. I don't know what the hell he was talking about, frankly. What do you mean? It's a, I don't even know what his description. Well. I couldn't even get what his description was of reality therapy. It it is one of the most revolutionary therapies in psychology. Uh, I ascribe to it. I I was educated in psychology, and I worked in a psychiatric hospital for all. Let me just
1: read the definition. Reality therapy is a form of counseling that views behaviors as choices. It states that psychological symptoms occur not because of a mental health condition, but due to people choosing between behaviors that fulfill their needs.
3: Well, that's what William Glasser actually was the architect of reality therapy. Dr. William Glasser, and what I love about it is he throws out diagnoses, he throws out labels. A lot of it is based on love, care, and support, and positivity, mm-hmm. and not letting people or putting people into a sick role. Uh, it is really one of the, the best art therapies. I don't know not what putting people
1: into from. a sick role is that what you said.
3: Yeah, he he throws up the diet. Actually, Tom, let me just—I don't want to, you know, go, go into a bibliography on this. Okay, well, don't he th- went a He went into a state hospital in California with his therapy, based on love support, throwing out labels, throwing out sick rolls. He mm-hmm. went into a back ward of schizophrenics. Okay, all terribly profoundly sick schizophrenics. With his therapy techniques, he got. 90 percent of those people out of the hospital and living independently in their own apartments just an amazing guy this this goes back to the 70s though this therapeutic technique it should, so it's it should be used a lot more more than it is now i think
1: but mm-hmm. okay it sounds to, interesting
3: it really is yeah that's it uh well i just wanted to kind of correct he doesn't sound like a therapist he sounds like he's archie bunker's uh, teammate on the loading dock you know he, well, I just, you're a reality therapist oh my god well uh i think i'll avoid a, a therapist like you that's his
1: reality like- come on you don't judge books by covers now do you paul that's not right 860 you want to play that What is it? this is bill maher you want to play yeah, people are saying he wasn't that harsh on Trump. And at one point, I, it's not in this clip, but at one point he does say uh, in his program last week that uh, this helps Trump more than hurts him. Which, I mean, he hates Trump as much as a lot of people, but... Uh, Talking about the um, the search of his property last week. Yes. But that was, uh, that was obviously helping Trump last week. The question is, where are we this week? But let's hear what he had to say.
4: But... The really big story this week, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. I'm sure you saw that. Uh, Well, apparently, I find this hard to believe, but apparently Donald Trump was up to no good. I don't know how it happened. (laughs) But they say the FBI was tipped off by someone very close to him. So uh, that eliminates Melania. But... Yeah, went into his home for nine hours. Of course, Republicans reacted like they do in Karachi when someone burns a Koran. Karachi's in Pakistan. Sorry, I thought you knew that. Uh, (laughs) Yes, the holy man Donald Trump was insulted. So now all across the right-wing media, it's war. They're literally using this word, Civil War, war. (laughs) There's a right-wing podcaster I think the name is Steven Crowder said sleep well tomorrow is war, <laughs> and then tomorrow came and there was no war. <laughs> uh, unless by war he means more podcasting.
1: God, this is terrible. To, uh, it's not good. Yeah, I usually like him, but that's that's not good. And that the, is bad stuff. Can we stop with the applause button? Like too much there, too much. You don't, you don't think there's an audience there. Applauding? Oh, there is, but you know they turn on a light that says applause and when they, they want it. Yes, and you think they follow them? Yeah,
4: no doubt. All right,
1: you say so. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Donald Trump's CFO has been sentenced to prison. He's not in prison, as I understand it. Sentence is not going to um, be implemented until after the trial of the trump organization i guess because of all the testimony that weisselberg will be offering it strikes me that this is part of the democrats plan right now i'm assuming this is their plan is is if they can't convict him on something they will they will wear him down and wear everybody down on him and make him ineligible by exhaustion. I think that's their goal. Do you think that will work? 860 If this keeps up for another couple of years, investigations, new charges, new defenses, new witnesses testifying, how much can he take? How much can the country take? How long will it go on? And is that what they're up to, do you think? It's interesting, this situation that we're in, where the government, I think, we had a caller a few minutes ago who said that this is what the founders wanted to defend us from, this kind of government. And I think he's got a point there. We're not supposed to have people in power prosecuting the people they're afraid will win an election against them. And that's what's going on right now. Is that not a scary situation? Your opinion, please. Meanwhile, let's get the rants going for today. If you are prepared, the rants are ready.
3: Christmas in August is that beautiful? Play, play, jingle bells or something. That's just amazing. And he says it like it's his new idea. It's never happened before. And look what I did. Fact of the matter is, it's been going on for years. And if he didn't do it this year, there'd be hell to pay. So the whole thing is just a, another charade. And they don't do school supplies like they meant to. Come on! You know, do hell. you're not helping me anyway, 6%. Who cares? Up to 100 bucks on shoes. What a farts. The whole thing is stupid. And he's going to go on and on and on and on about, look at me, look at me, look at me. Uh, yeah, 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 I can't take it. And it's only August. Oy.
1: It's only Christmas in August. I like that response, though. That was fired up. That was rowdy.
3: As election time comes around, the GOP might just gain ground. When Dems attack Trump, it gives puppies a bump. Their strategy might be unsound.
1: Yes.
5: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Ned Blamont, the governor of Connecticut. I got a jacket that says that to keep it in the back of the trunk of a state trooper car. And then when he drives me around and I got to get out, I get out, put my jacket on. It says governor on it. It's really slick. It's really cool showing up. And then people, they start pointing and coming over and talking. I love being famous. It's great seeing my sign on the side of the highway saying, welcome to Connecticut. You know, that Bob Stefanowski better watch out because I'm going to have the state troopers looking out for him and picking up his signs from the side of the highway and the side of the road. He's not going to get any free advertisement out of this. Heck, I had all those daily briefings. That was uh, tough luck you lost last time, Jack. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to have the state troopers look out for Stefanowski. Maybe we can pick him up and pin something on him because it's a, it's politician season and I'm out for the big guns this time. And I'm going to try to put him away for once and for all. And, uh, yeah, that's the way we play in Connecticut. Just like say anything we want to say and just like (laughs) the stupid voters in Connecticut keep, keep voting for me. (laughs)
1: That's jolly Ned for you. It's a good point about the voters. What can we do to penetrate people's consciousness with the idea that voting for Ned is not a good idea? It's scary to think about that people don't see that. How is it possible that people don't see that all by themselves? It's ridiculous.
3: I've never heard where Ned Lamont is on a radio interview and have a supporter or constituent call up and say, hey, Ned, you know, tone down the tone and inflection. You know, keep your Howard Dean uh, impersonation in check. Or stop talking stupid. Or uh, how about stop talking? This is Christmas in August.
1: Yep. You got a point there, too.
3: Advice from anybody. But as soon as Bob Stephanowski comes on, the supposed supporters call up, hey, Bob, you need to be more energetic. You got to get angry, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How about this for you, supposed supporters? How about listening to the content of what Bob is saying and not how he's saying it? You know, idiots like you probably think Stephen Hawking is a bore. He speaks too monotone for you.
1: Thank you, Mark. Eight six zero five
3: two two nine eight four two. Hey, Todd, I had a question about the electric cars. Besides the fact that they're not paying road use taxes like the rest of us, when they get in an accident, do the batteries catch on fire and everybody dies? Goodbye. They'll
1: pay fire taxes. Their electric cars aren't paying the gas taxes. Is that what you mean? Those are road use taxes, yes. But they keep proposing it. They keep wanting to put those in place. They keep talking about, well, they talk about other taxes we need. Like, that was one of the arguments for tolls. We need tolls because electric cars aren't paying their fair share. That was one of the angles.
5: Those two kids in Glastonbury who burned down the playscape, their parents should have to pay for it, and they should be responsible for helping to put it back the way it should be.
1: Well, that's kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? That's a no-brainer. As a matter of fact, you can, they can, well, I don't know about the laws and criminal laws, but you can uh, s- certainly sue to get the money back.
3: Frank from Windsor. I enjoyed the guest you had on uh, Wednesday afternoon talking about the uh, uni dues, collecting uni dues, uh, getting in a union, getting out of a union. Did I have that right? you got 31 days a year to get out of the union and 365 days to join the union. That doesn't sound good. No. Not very equitable.
1: No, it's not fair. And, of course, government is not fair because government – see, people don't understand this about government. Government is not fair because it doesn't want to be fair or wants to give favors to get votes. Makes me question the whole idea – of having a system based on elections. Now I understand the the theory is, elections aren't great, but they're better than all the other ideas for choosing a leader. But boy, oh boy, they look where we are today. Look at Jolly Ned handing out gifts that are taxpayer dollars. He is using tax dollars to try to win the election. Is that not rigging an election? To use tax dollars to buy votes. There was even a a question yesterday for Ned's press conference. Listen to him talking about, well, uh, the questions here. You can hear it. Connecticut's rate is 6.35%.
6: Certainly as a result of information, we've seen sales tax.
1: I'm going to fix that. Hang on. Let's go to Reggie in Hartford. Hi, Reggie.
6: Hey, how you doing? What's up? All right, so... um... I guess the president is having issues with talking about, you know, Mar-a-Lago and the um, FBI um, raid on his uh, property.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
6: Okay, so, I mean, isn't that the same thing that if somebody has something illegal, somebody was telling them, you know, telling the police that this person had illegal substances in their house, uh, wouldn't that be the same thing as far as raiding the, the uh, property? And what's Bad about that if you're going after a criminal
1: well you have to know if you're going after a criminal so if a person is taking papers from his office to his house and and that's a violation of law if he's doing it inappropriately but he has clearance for carrying those documents around he has clearance for, he actually has clearances so big that he can declare the the documents no longer no longer confidential so it's a little more complicated than just you go to the house and find out if there's an illegal substance there
6: okay i hear what you're saying there well, there's a process to go through am i correct
1: hold on reggie we do have to get a news update if you can hold on we'll continue the conversation if your day sounds
6: like
4: we need the report asap you deserve Madela
6: if you've persevered through You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, right. too, too too more more too more. you deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the remarkable fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
0: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app from the todd feinberg show listen to the podcast on wtic.com slash podcast
1: yes wtic on a uh, thursday afternoon all right reggie thank you for hanging in there all right so, start over again. What's the point you want to make?
6: Okay, so like I said, that if there's illegal documents, same thing as saying if I'm housing cocaine in my house and somebody witnessed that and gave the informant the information, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Now you said that he declassified everything, but there's a process.
1: And he did, no, I'm he just saying he's making that claim. I'm not supporting that claim. I'm just saying that it's a more complicated situation. But yes. but finish your oh, point. Me. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead.
1: No, I'm just saying that okay. he has a legal power. So there's no legal. If you're going to make a parallel between the two cases, somebody who's dealing drugs and has the illegal substances in his apartment doesn't have any claim he can make to the Oh, no, that's I have the right to make that legal. And I did that, so don't bother me. You know, it's not an analogous situation is what I'm saying. Okay,
6: okay. let's switch that from cocaine to marijuana. If I got a certain amount of marijuana in the house and somebody say, oh, my God, he's a drug runner. But right now, marijuana is legal in Connecticut, so therefore, I got marijuana in the house. Wouldn't that be the same thing as saying, you know, like, they have to investigate to see if I am have excess, where he's. You know, the, but the we'll get
1: has, what is your your point is these analogies aren't quite precise enough to work. So your point is that they should just go and, and get the stuff from Trump and housed, charge okay, him with is, a crime.
6: The point is, if he's housing top secret documents did not that did not go through the proper procedure, then yes, he is entitled to be investigated just the same as everybody else, right or wrong.
1: That is true. He should be okay. investigated. So, However, keep in mind, he is a former president of the United States, and that creates all kinds of touchiness in terms of what happens when the government is investigating a former president for allegations of a crime, especially when, there was, uh, when there's recent history of people doing similar things and not being uh, charged by the government. So it's, it's got all kinds of elements that make it complicated. But I hear what you're well, saying that the, the you would expect that law enforcement would do the same job for everybody and treat any suspect the same way, and that's absolutely not how our system works.
6: But as the law is stated, isn't it true? Everybody's supposed to absolutely think about him with because I mean his property has been infiltrated by uh, Korean. Korean um, agents. He, ha- he just had the Saudi Arabians there at a golf tournament.
1: Yes, there are know. security there are security vulnerabilities for him housing. Okay, the, I'm, I'm glad the you said that housing.
6: so lightly, because for example, if President or former President Obama had that type of thing happening, you know what w- what would you, the Republican Party say, and other people would be saying, as, far as Republicans? Oh my God!" I don't, know. I don't, know. I don't know. No, you I, do. No, come on, man. No, no I can't.
1: I can't it's not a game. You're you're playing the game. You're trying asking me to imagine how I would feel in a hypothetical situation. I can't say. I'm too complex a creature for me to know how to answer that question. But thank you for the conversation, Reggie. If that was what you wanted to do was pin me down on being a hypocrite, you should have started there and then we could have got
0: somewhere. Now back to the Dot Weinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC, News Talk 1080.
1: Now, just at the end of talking to Reggie twice, two different segments with Reggie, and it got to, I think, where he wants to be, which is uh, having a problem with me attacking me. So let's give him a chance to attack me, or whatever it is you want to do, Reggie. Go ahead.
6: <laughs> Todd, I'm not attacking you. I just want to just let, you know, understand why when the law does what it does, you know, as far as following the lead that they need to have in order to go get whatever it is that they need to get. You know, everybody, as far as Republican people, um, are just up in arms talking about, oh, my God, you know, they're, they're, they're going after the president of the, United, the former president of the United States. This is a battle. We've got to call arms in order to uh, make sure it's going to be a revolution and get your gun. You know, and that's what, I have, that's what I have a problem with. Okay, you
1: do know? you want to know why that's the reaction?
6: Enlighten me, please.
1: Yes. Well, one is, of course, because people are are excessively devoted to Donald Trump, the human, rather than uh, thinking about principles and constitutional um, principles that should underpin everything that we do. But there's, there's also this feeling that Trump, which I think the facts support, that since he announced he was running for president, they've been doing everything they can do to destroy him. They've impeached him a couple times. They've investigated him for years. They've been trying and they're continuing now, while he's a former president, when there is a certain amount of for anybody else in history, including Hillary Clinton, who wasn't a former president and didn't have the expectations of respect, there is a concern when the government is coming after the previous leader. That's a signal of a banana republic, of a place where that's gotten corrupt and that everybody is going to get investigated moving forward, like they're bringing our country down. And specifically with regard to Trump, they've been trying to destroy him for years, and now they're going heavy duty because he happens to be the most powerful single politician in the country. And that's problematic.
6: Okay. Regardless of what he does to the Constitution as far as law, uh, breaking the law,
1: uh, there is there is a yeah there's a problem prosecuting former presidents, law? even if they break the law, yes,
6: okay, so which is what he has done and what he is doing so he even though he did that, he's not allowed to be investigated
1: uh, it depends on what you mean allowed to be investigated. Richard Nixon was forced out of office for the crimes. Apparent crimes at Watergate, but he was never criminally charged. It's just not a thing that is done because it seems political. Doesn't that make sense?
6: But the reason why he wasn't charged is because they didn't go through with the whole process. He resigned.
1: Well, resignation does not mean you didn't commit a crime. It just means you left office.
6: Right. He left. Donald office. Trump
1: is not in office.
6: Okay. Hold on, hold on. So he left office. Gerald Ford pardoned him, which exalted his crime.
1: Right? Uh, you're right. Actually, you're right. Yes, federal crimes he could not be charged with. Good point. Okay. But nevertheless, if you were to, uh, t- if we make it into a hypothetical, hey, he, they could have charged him before he left office, or investigated him like he was a criminal, and they didn't do that.
6: Right. Because the privilege of being a president. Now, with that said, even though. Ford pardoned him, so therefore they could not go after him as far as federal crimes. Correct. Okay. So now, former President Trump, taxes, okay? That's what's happening in Georgia and what has happened in New York. Am I correct? Uh,
1: What is happening? I I didn't hear what you you said is
6: happening. He's being investigated for tax violations and tax fraud. Yes. Okay, so those are state crimes which he can be um, indicted for, okay? Yep. interesting. But so As far as federal crime, which is taking those records without going through the proper procedure, he is, also can be investigated, yes. charged, yes. and
1: sentenced. I, right? I'm, not, I'm not trying to deny that. Nothing I was saying was trying to deny that, except that it puts us on shaky territory. It's not, it's not something that is done with people who held... The White House, and it you know, is a continuation you know, of what as, the Democrats said, have been as trying as, to do to him for years.
6: That there's nothing that has been done, but there's always a first time for everything.
1: Well, that's breaking, that's the concern.
6: Breaking the law. If he's breaking the law, therefore he should be investigated, and charged, and sentenced. Am I correct?
1: Oh, th- that's unclear because if we do that to this former president. We might just start doing it to every former president. We might start doing it to former governors. That's the only point I'm trying to make, is it gets us into difficult constitutional territory. Joining us right now is former state senator Len Susio. Len, can you add any insight into this? I'm not doing a great job explaining today. No, well, I think you're
7: doing a very good job. I mean, first of all, it's a very dangerous situation to get into because if you set the precedent, you start pro prosecuting a former president or trying to prosecute uh, you know engage in these investigations to uncover crimes which have yet to be determined uh... then you basically set the president for doing it to anyone else who becomes elected president and could be investigated after they lose office and their opponent wins control of the government that's what which
1: happens on. in a lot of uh... shaky countries around the world
7: yes that's right and and you know The Democrats shoot themselves in the foot in this stuff, too, because a a lot of people see the double standards involved here. You know, the Russia collusion hoax, for example, which turns out to have been something that his Democratic political opponent was behind. And no one is doing anything about that uh, prosecuting her. uh, And, you know, the FBI, the CIA officials joined in this thing. Uh, to to support the idea that there was some kind of Russia collusion going on when they knew absolutely from the get go. It's very apparent now that the FBI knew it wasn't real, but they treated it like it was real because of politics. So now you're introducing the most powerful um, law enforcement group in the world, along with the top spy agency in the world being used for political purposes. That ought to scare the daylights out of anybody and everybody, because that is the hallmark of banana republics, like you were just saying. And, and, you know, that's one thing. If Trump goes out in the street and murders somebody, okay. but that's not what's involved here. Uh, In fact, I I don't think that they just suspect there might have been some crimes like tax evasion or some kind of illegal tax scheme. Uh, Yeah, they've indicted this guy. And I was pleading guilty. That was his chief financial officer or whatever. And everyone's waiting to see what comes out of his testimony at this point in time. But when the attorney general for New York herself in campaigns says that she's going to make it her mission to go get Trump. I mean, that's like she's looking for a crime. It's not like she's an objective, uh, you know, neutral law enforcement officer. She is using the law and law enforcement for political purposes that is something again that ought to scare democrats and republicans alike
1: because the the fever pitch of battle between the political parties has gotten to a point where the parties are more important than anything else in their own minds yes. and in the minds of their supporters and they seem willing to do anything so we are getting to a point where we can imagine that the retaliation for prosecuting donald trump if that were to be the uh, say for the the document situation that he's being investigated for now, that that signals that we're entering a a new land and a new period of time where a tit-for-tat prosecution might just be the order of the day.
7: Yeah, and, and Todd, think about this. We all know about Hunter Biden and the laptop, which has turned out to be real. Now, there's something that there's much more evidence for uh, you know, abusive, uh, you know, f- uh, influence peddling to foreign powers using the, who was uh, the Joe Biden was then vice president of the United States mm-hmm. and he was uh, involved in that. Uh, and so when, when people see that they're going after Trump and no one really even knows what the crime is, but you see all this evidence of criminal activity on a h- part of the Biden family and people are saying, well, there's a real double standard here. What is going on? There's far more evidence. Because we now know the laptop was genuine. It's not something that was a uh, Russian hoax or whatever. Uh, It's real. And the stuff that's on there is damning. And yet no one seems to be going after uh, Hunter Biden for that. And and you wonder, well, why is there this double standard going on? Why is the former president being prosecuted for crimes yet to be determined? But you've got the the current president and his son uh, using his political influence for personal Financial gain and uh, and influence peddling, basically, is pretty. I mean, to most of us, it's pretty evident that there's a real reason to investigate and
1: prosecute. Well, some people Biden. are probably saying, "Yeah, but Len, the the son of a president is different from the president himself." What exactly implicates Joe Biden?
7: Well, Joe Biden denied any knowledge of this, but we know because there was a, a recording, uh, a telephone recording. That was released back a few months ago, where he was telling his son, "It looks like you're going to get out of this pickle you're in." Uh, he didn't use those words, but it was something to that effect. Mm-hmm. The New York Times was running a story about it, and so we know he knows about his son's business dealings. And if he is getting to 10%, and that's what uh, you know, the big guy is supposed to be in these emails. You got you got a witness, a not someone who is a, a third party witness or someone who heard someone say something but you got that what's his name tony i can't think of his last name he was part of the group that was getting together to develop uh th- this foreign organizor- organization uh in in uh ukraine ironically basically uh, right. and he testified that biden participated in in these discussions
1: and yet, so biden what you're saying, saying is there's to... a there's a chain of evidence that suggests a reasonable assumption that Joe Biden was aware and benefited uh, financially from the shenanigans that Hunter, his son, was involved in. Yes, and
7: those of us look and we see, well, wait a minute, why hasn't a grand jury been impaneled about that? Why aren't they pursuing that? Uh, and, And the president is implicated in that. But even if he wasn't, then why aren't they still going after his son, who definitely looks like he was involved in political influence, peddling for personal gain. Uh, And, you know, again, there's plenty of evidence, I think, circumstantial at this point in time, uh, but enough to warrant an investigation as to how much the president knew and when he knew it. And did he actually lie about it to the people of the United States? Uh, And I I just so someone like me look at when Trump ran the first time, there were 16 or 17 Republicans vying for the nomination. Yeah. In my opinion, he was the 16th or 17th choice. He was not my top choice at that point in time. Well, he but was, he, he was like very it, okay. few people's,
1: but he proved yeah. himself.
7: Yes, that's right. I mean, I look at it. I understand how his personality can be maddening, especially to his opponents. Tom Scott, who taught me a lot about politics said be magnanimous in victory and defiant in defeat. Well, when Trump won, he was he was not magnanimous. Not, <laughs> he
1: was defiant in victory.
7: Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, you know, so there's this ongoing war that a lot of people in the United States and the leading Democrats never accepted him as the legitimate president. They felt he stole the election. But now they're damning damning people who think that the election was stolen by Biden from Trump. Well, this is bad news when Trust in the in the political process itself, not in politicians, okay, but in the process yeah. itself is eroded. The election process now you start questioning the legitimacy of any and every president that gets elected. How did
1: we get forward. to that point? Do you think where the legitimacy of elections is now being questioned?
7: Uh, well, we're at it, I think, because we, we had this extreme situation with COVID, and, and the, the voting mechanisms uh, basically was radically changed. States that didn't allow uh, mail-in ballots, except for exceptional reasons, made it common. And they broke their constitutions. They broke the law doing it. Pennsylvania is case number one, where they didn't change the st- the Constitution of the state of Pennsylvania, which required— that allowed um, absentee voting only under certain circumstances. They made it. You well, that's
1: Connecticut ubiquitous. you're describing.
4: Yeah.
7: So so they did it illegally, and then of course you got uh, these other things like the 2,000 mules story uh, that Dinesh D'Souza put out, which I think mm-hmm. has a lot of strong uh, evidence that something uh, uh, illegal was going on with Mark Zuckerberg's 450 million dollars, and you know these all these little. Uh, uh, bundles or bindles where you could drop the 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 uh, the ballots in so and and we know that hundreds of millions of those dollars went to non-government entities uh or or ngos non-government organizations who were liberal basically so they you know there's a good indication that they were actually hiring people to harvest the vote now has it been proven no but again there's enough evidence that under normal circumstances people will say well this this warrants an investigation but every time any investigation comes up with anything, like the guy in Michigan, the, uh, the retired uh, Supreme Court justice who independently investigated uh, uh, the, the what was going on in Michigan, and he found there was plenty of illegal activity going on. And so,
1: i am right, got to hold it well. right there, Len Susio, yeah. Thank you for jumping into this and uh, being being you got so me just warmed up, Todd. I'm ready to I go. I know. <laughs> I apologize. It's news time. Thank you, sir. Sure. We'll talk more about this coming up on WTIC 8605
0: All Star Closer Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?